here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome back to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold, and you are listening to episode 23 of our podcast. As always, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, how are we doing this Tuesday night? What up, man? It's uh, good timing. It's uh, NBA season just started, uh, coming off of week six. Crazy, we're already in the week seven for football, man. This uh, season's going by, just flying by. So, yeah, definitely absolutely. Absolutely, it has. We saw that the Bucks won first game of the NBA season. Their rings look sick. I love that they can turn into necklaces. So dope. Like, so yeah, dope. Good on them. Never seen that one before. Uh, something really cool. Uh, Lakers are playing right now. Hopefully, they get a win versus the Warriors, at least from my perspective. <laughs> but we're we're here to talk about some football. So week six, I don't know about for you, but rough one for me. Everybody else, everybody in the public, betting on favorites, us who consider ourselves a little bit sharp, Maybe betting too many underdogs, uh, at least the last two weeks. So, and the one favorite that I would loved, the Cleveland goddamn Browns, decided to put up the biggest clunker of all time in the Arizona Cardinals without their head coach. Might have been a good thing for them. They come out and absolutely wax the Browns in Cleveland. Uh, not a great one for us, dude. It was like the week of favorites, and so yeah, I'm saying like I think a lot of the picks that we gave out, I feel like they were still handicapped pretty well. Just people shit the bed, bad play calls, unfortunate events, injuries, um, you know, injuries to significant people too. Right. So I know that that happened certainly for your Browns, Kareem Hunt leaving the game, but I don't know. It just feels like the Browns are just cursed right now. Like they're going through tons of injuries on their offensive line. Baker Mayfield's hurt. They have like no receivers left. It's like Donovan Peoples Jones is the only guy out there. So yeah, man, it was a, it was a pretty, I got hit. I got hit pretty hard by the books this week. The only good saving grace was a lot of the teasers hit, so I liked a lot of pieces there. Right. Those came through. Otherwise, yeah. pretty bad. Other than the ugliest game of the week, the one that you convinced me to put in, which was the Jaguars <laughs> plus three and a half. Let's we go. Were, we were texting and tweeting at uh, eight o'clock in the morning, loving the Trevor yeah. Lawrence and the grossest game on the board came through for us. So <laughs> that was good. Love to see that. Let's flush away all of our bad losses from week six and move on to week yes, seven. Yes, sir. Before we do that, we have two Champions Round announcements for giveaways. So these are exciting. We have a Jerry Judy and Baker Mayfield jersey. All you got to do is follow us on TikTok at Champions Round for more information on that. If you enter and comment on our TikTok post, you get one entry. If you enter our Boost Ball Contest, our paid version, which is available now, round two, week seven through 12, you get five times entry for that. So go ahead and download the Champions Round app and enter those contests, and you have a good chance at Judy or Baker Mayfield jersey. We are also giving away a Justin Herbert jersey, specifically for this podcast. My guy, Justin Herbert. (laughs) Only for us. All you have to do is DM us at Champions Round on either Instagram or Twitter with the key phrase, Rainbow Herbert. Rainbow Herbert. DM that that to us, and you will be entered into winning that jersey. That jersey is really sweet. If no one actually decides to enter, I will be keeping that for myself and framing it and putting (laughs) it on my wall. So... As much as I want you to DM us, I kind of don't. So that's kind of want that it's jersey. It's up to you guys. All right, let's what go is on the, to uh, what's the yeah. significance of Rain- Rainbow Herbert? Because it rhymes with Rainbow Sherbert. Pretty much it. I like it. It's burning, right. it's burning, it's burning. We're not that. We're not Genius. that creative over here. We're not that creative over here. I love it. All right, let's move on to uh, some week seven lines. Let's look to some look ahead. See if we can play some early bets. I already have one on the board. 
that I already made a mistake on. So we're off to a hot start. Last week, I decided to bet the Houston Texans plus 14 and a half against the Cardinals with the thought that Tyrod Taylor would be playing. Now, he still might play, and I might get 14 and a half as a good number eventually. But right now, one of my books has this at 18 and a half. So I might have missed yeah. significantly on this line. Yeah. We'll get to that one in a minute. But let's start off with Thursday Night Football. We have the Denver Broncos traveling to Cleveland to play the Cleveland Browns Thursday night. Cleveland minus three and a half currently with no players. So who are we trusting now? The Broncos who are on a three-game losing streak, who are who we thought they were at the beginning of the season. The three games, three wins at the beginning of the season might have been trash. Absolutely playing against trash teams. Versus the Cleveland Browns who are the most injured team in football. So what do you like on this game? Do you think that this is a trap game? Because with all of the injuries of Cleveland, how are they still favored in this game? And we know that Denver's defense is really solid, but it's really on on offense. Teddy Bridgewater's only been throwing to Cortland Sutton, who like is second in air yards in the in the NFL, which is kind of crazy. But their run game really hasn't impressed too much, and I, I just don't know what to make of Denver. You know, going up against Cleveland, whose defense is still straight, like, but they got to, they got torched by Arizona. So you got to expect a bounce back out of Cleveland in some degree. I just don't know that I like that they're favored here. Um, yeah, it's uh, the line's already moving a little bit closer to uh, it. Start open at four and a half. Now it's at three and a half. Uh, Part of me, I just I got to go with the dog here. I got to go with Denver. I feel like they're at least in a better shape on a short week. It's going to be hard for Cleveland to just get up and dust themselves off after getting spanked like that. Yeah, three and a half. I like Denver for sure. Three, I'm probably at a full stay away. I'm probably at a yeah. stay away, honestly, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, Denver is a teaser piece, bringing up to a nine and a half. Maybe intriguing. I anticipate this will probably be a low-scoring game. Denver's defense is still competent, even though they got torched by the Raiders last week. I still think that's a good group. Cleveland's defense, yeah, like you said, like everything broke wrong against them. Uh, yeah. field like field wise, field position wise, they were just in bad positions last week against Arizona. I don't think that they're a bad defense at all. So, I would anticipate a low scoring game here, uh, Thursday night also. So, give me plus three and a half with Denver. It would not be mo- one of my top bets, but I feel like you got to yeah. take the hook here. Yeah, and the under is also uh trending down to opened up at 44, now it's down to 42 and a half. Uh, I feel like this could even climb even more in the next couple of days just because you know. Who is Cleveland? Who is Cleveland trotting out on offense, man? They're just they're just down to just bodies right now. Yeah, if you look at a if you look at a historical trend, which I'm sure Action Network uh, will cover, uh, road dogs that are the point total is under 42 historically covered a really good rate. I think it's like 56 or 57 percent. So you're at 42 and a half right now. You're about to hit that historical trend. So that makes me feel a little bit better about playing Denver also. So yeah, that'll be our pick here. But I do like the teaser, plus nine and a half. That might be a really good piece to start off the week. Why don't we jump into, let's go into Cincinnati. Cincinnati's plus seven at Baltimore. At least that's the line right now. It is heavily juiced up, at least on the numbers I'm looking at, plus seven, minus 140. I think you're going to see six, six and a half by the end of the week. Uh, yep. What do you think about the uh, the four and two Bengals traveling to the Ravens, who just absolutely demolished the Chargers? Yeah, I was going to say, I see it. Uh, Baltimore is already uh, moving to six here. But I, I, I like Cincinnati here, man. Like, I think we actually saw some life out of their offense. Joe Mixon finally had a day. And, uh, you know, we continue to see the emergence of Jamar Chase as one of, honestly, he seems to be one of the better receivers in the league right now, man. It's not even just the fact he's on the Bengals and that he's a rookie. He's killing it. So, you know, I got to expect that um, 
even though Baltimore really impressed against uh, the Chargers, I feel like the Chargers, they caught them on a, they caught them with their pants down essentially, right? Like they couldn't yeah. get their run game going. Um, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're injuries that they were battling with Mike Williams and they really just couldn't get anything going. So I think uh, Cincinnati divisional matchup, this is going to be a little bit more scrappier than, than most people would anticipate. And with most of the money coming in on Baltimore uh, coming up after a slaughter of, of the Chargers, I'm going to bank, I'm going to bank on Cincinnati here. Yeah, so I'm kind of with you on Cincinnati. Uh, we were against them last week, or at least I was. I like the Lions in that game. That was trashed. Uh, I was doing my updated values for boost ball for our Champions Round contest today, and I had yeah. I had Jamar Chase as the wide receiver 11 for the next six weeks of the NFL season. So he's I'm not he's mad at it, now. man. Yeah, yeah, I'm not mad at it. There now. Also, the run that Joe Mixon had for a touchdown should go to Jamar Chase in fantasy because he absolutely Max. blocked the crap out of that dude all the way dude. down the field. He threw him into the club and then out of the club. It was great. It was one, of the, one of the most impressive things I've seen from a. Bro, uh, he threw uh, him all the all the way to the end zone and then had time to like dance with Mixon in the end zone. Yeah. Like that shit was dope. He's really really good. He's he's really special. Him and there's a reason they won the national championship with him and Justin Jefferson on the other side. I mean that's yep. that's about as good as you can get. Uh, very impressive stuff. I like I like Cincinnati in this situation too. Part of the reason that the the Ravens end up blowing up the Chargers last week is because of the Chargers are so aggressive and as they should be on these third right. and fourth downs and it has worked for them thus far. But if you continually miss on those like they did in this week, you're going to get blown out. It's just you're playing Dirt, the probabilities yeah. to win the game. You don't care about actually keeping the game close and losing close. Right. So you're going to see Dirt, this yeah. as, as teams get more aggressive and understand these third and fourth down calls, you're actually going to see more blowouts. You're going to see more teams coming from behind and then more blowouts, which is something interesting to think about from a fantasy perspective with these really analytical heavy teams. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know, I think that the the regression was bound to happen, man. Like Staley was operating at a crazy clip for fourth down conversions, third down conversions. Um and when you play against a defense like Baltimore that's super disciplined um and one of the better defenses consistently over year over year, it, it was bound to come down. I just didn't expect it to come so soon after they were riding so high like the Chargers. I mean, we've been talking about the Chargers for the last few weeks as yeah. one of those surprising teams that's really showing out and MVP uh Herbert for MVP. But uh, yeah, definitely got stopped in the tracks there. But um, I did notice that uh, the Bengals are five and two in their last seven against Baltimore. So against the mm. spread. So I like uh, I like Cincinnati to keep it a little close here. Yep, I like Joey covers too. Divisional dog, always a good spot to play. You're going to win yes, historically sir. if you just go ahead and do that. So I'll take a uh, Baltimore or I'll take Cincinnati probably down to six. I wouldn't go below six here. Right. Let's move on to Carolina and the Giants. How's that taste for you? Uh, Carolina minus three <laughs> at the Giants. This is a gross game. Carolina, nice little comeback, but then blew it in overtime. Uh, really bad situation for them. Darnold looks terrible, other than on fourth downs where he turns into Dan Marino or something. He converts all these fourth <laughs> downs, but it looks terrible otherwise. Meanwhile, the Giants, everybody's hurt. Canarius Tony looks like this might be a serious ankle injury. They're really thin at wide receiver. Their defense has been terrible all year. And Daniel Jones at home, we're supposed to fade him. What are we going to do in this situation? Man, I, yeah, the Panthers are so interesting, man, because like they should be so much better. Um, just given how well they started out, you know, I figured they would have taken, even though they're beating up on lowly teams, you, you still thought you had a pretty good squad there. Then they got a couple injuries to their defense, but Christian McCaffrey being out for a few more games, that's certainly going to, going to hurt them offensively. And Sam Darnold's totally regressing over the last few weeks. It's like he forgot to, how to throw the football. So um, I can't help but like 
be kind of curious about the Giants here, but at three points, I'm, this is probably a stay away from me just because this is a pretty uninteresting game. And I wouldn't be surprised if this score ended up like 17-10 or like 14-10 or something gross that just not just not entertaining. This is one of those skip games. The over-under right now is 43, so pretty low total here. Uh, I am tempted to take the Giants too just because they're plus three at home. Yeah. Uh, I do again. I think that I like this as a teaser piece three to nine at home. I think that'd be a good option for you guys. Uh, otherwise I'm probably staying away here until I know more about what Darnold's bringing to the table without McCaffrey in the, in, in the fold, uh, kind of a stay away. And I'm not trusting Daniel Jones at home. So give me plus nine teaser on the giants. That's about it. I like that. I like All that. right. Next one, Washington at green Bay, green Bay currently minus 10 minus nine and a half, something like that in the marketplace, Washington, I mean, their defense is terrible. They got run on by the Chiefs last week. Their offense is going through. I mean, Antonio Gibson, the shin injury looks like it's going to be a real issue for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, Scary Terry, a little banged up. Meanwhile, Green Bay, I know they didn't play great last week, but they covered and won, and Aaron Rodgers on Chicago. And can he own Washington this week? Nine and a half, that's a lot to lay. But uh, I think that I'm kind of leaning towards the Packers here. Yeah, I feel like this is trap waiting. Look, just a trap game just looking at me here because I feel like Washington, everything is going wrong for them. Yeah. As you said, you know, Antonio Gibson's battling that shin injury with the stress fracture. Terry McLaurin hasn't really gone off in the last few games. Taylor Heineke pretty much just handed them the game. Hasn't really played well in the last couple of weeks either, and their defense is non-existent. But 10 points, I don't know. I feel like... Maybe the Redskins, the, the Redskins, the Washington football team kind of surprises us and, and it keeps it relevant because I don't know. I feel like the Packers are one of those teams that they'll get the W, but they don't do it always in the, yeah. the best way. Like they should be blowing teams out and somehow they always kind of make it interesting. So I don't know, just for sake of argument, I'm definitely not going to bet this game just because I don't I don't trust Washington. I don't trust the football team at all. But if I was to gun to my head, I'm going to take the dogs here. Yeah, I mean, it's a big number. My my whole feeling is I just think that Green Bay's gonna throw all over that Washington secondary and this could get out of control really quickly. So uh yeah, give me Green Bay, but this is not gonna be one of my top five by the end of the week. I can guarantee that. No. Uh, next no. one, next one might be. Uh we got Kansas City minus five and a half, heading to Tennessee. Kansas City coming off of a win, obviously against Washington. Tennessee off of a great Monday night football win against the Buffalo Bills. Really impressive stuff, at least offensively, defensively. They continue to have uh, be a giant liability on that squad, but four and two sitting pretty in that uh, that really terrible division. So, what do you think is going to happen in this one? Oh, this one's going to be tough because the Chiefs get run all over in that cover two defense, and you got to expect King Henry's just going to continue to demolish teams running it down their throat. Tannehill has much to be desired, but ah man, I, I really want to back the Chiefs, but they're also very overrated uh, most of the season here and haven't really been impressed by a lot of their play. Tyreek Hill is a little banged up. Uh, you know, obviously they're down to their second running back here, but Darrell Williams looked like he was fine against the Washington football team. So I don't know. Part of me is kind of like, I want to go Titans here. And at five and a half, this is probably one of the best numbers. You're pro- I, I don't know. I don't suspect that it's going to change too much, especially after coming off of that win. Um, but give me the Titans here, man. Let me, let me shock the world here. I'm, I'm going to go with the dogs. Since the favorites were so heavy and so prevalent last week, I think there, there may be a little bit return to the mean here and see some dogs actually show out here. And I, I think I think they could keep it 
if they can run the ball, that's the way you keep Mahomes off the field, and that's what they do best. So I got to feel like they can keep it within five and a half points. Yeah, if I see a six here, I'm definitely hitting the Titans. No doubt about it. I think the plus yeah, six, just like we saw against Buffalo, yeah. it was like they were plus six at home there. They cover and win. They're not that bad. They're, they may not be great. Tannehill might not be that great, but they can get this done. Plus six. You know the Kansas City has not been able to cover. They've had a couple of covers this season, but no. in general, the yeah. last season and a half, they have not been able to cover. Five and a half is a lot. Over under 57. I mean, can I be just super square here and just say it's going to be a, just bang the over here? Like 57 seems really low. I can see this game being like 40 to 37 by the time we're done. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go under Ooh. and say that the Titans somehow surprisingly learn how to play defense or that they just control the time of possession enough Derek Henry, to keep yeah. it under 57. Yeah, I could, I get what you're saying with that. Derrick Henry lengthens the game, rushes for 200 yards. They have like 40 minutes of time of possession, right. and they uh, they get the under. Okay. Did you, did, you, uh, did you happen to see the meme of – it was going around of like uh, – I think it was Andre Hawkins, the uh, old receiver for the uh, – yeah. For the Browns, the Browns. yeah, and the, and the Bengals, yeah. I think he was saying that. Uh, why did he never see that Derrick Henry runs exactly like Forrest Gump? <laughs> and it's actually, <laughs> it's actually hell. Yeah. Oh it's God. so funny. It's like this one. Yeah, they actually did like a whole video reel with the whole shit uh, when he's at oh. Alabama. It was, it was pretty funny. I gotta follow that. All right, uh, next game we have Atlanta at Miami. Uh, Atlanta currently minus two and a half. Uh, this might be my favorite bet of the week, honestly. But I'll let you uh, you give you your first take here. Nice and gross, just how we like it. Um, I feel like I, I I don't know, man. Like Tua showed me something in in London, and uh, is it enough that I really I want to trust him here? I don't know. <sighs> Part of me wants to trust him; it really does. But I I think I'm gonna go with the Falcons here, mainly because I, I feel like when they came off, they're coming off a bye week, which I think Arthur Smith another week to prepare. Calvin Ridley is going to be back, which is going to be big for them. I like what I saw out of Mike Davis and Corderell Patterson, uh, the way that they used in this uh, kind of one-two punch. Uh, so the Falcons are, are a team that I think is going to start to trend up as Matt Ryan continues to get more comfortable in that new offense, whereas Miami, I don't know that I can trust them. You know, they, they did beat up on the uh, – who did they beat? They beat the uh, – the, the Patriots in the week Jet, one. The Patriots. <laughs> yeah, they got one win. Yeah, so they're one yeah. and five. I, I, I think I don't know that they're a good enough team that I can trust them enough. And it's a pretty low margin here for the uh, for the Falcons. Was it two and a half? Yeah, I think I'm gonna trust them there. This is, I think, gonna be my best bet of the week. Is I got to bet on Miami. I have to do it. Plus two and a half at home, coming off of a loss in London. Atlanta coming <laughs> off of a bye. Everybody thinks that Atlanta Dude. coming off of a bye. Everybody, everybody thinks yeah. Atlanta coming off a bye. They're going to look good. They're going to be healthy. Miami, this is so gross. I cannot see this team dropping to one and six. I think Brian Flores is going to come in and absolutely destroy Matt Ryan. I think that the Dolphins win this game by 10 plus points straight up. Woo! And He's I'm going take, money line. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Hit the in. points and money line. Who in the hell in the right mind wants to bet on Tua Tango Bailoa and the Miami Dolphins right now? This fucking idiot. Let's go. Plus, <laughs> plus two and a half. That might be my best friend of the weekend. I'm Dude, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle balled out. There's no reason to think that he can't have a day against Atlanta. Um, the arguments there. This is one of those gross ones that I'm gonna have to mull over over the course of the week. I don't think that the line's gonna move that much with what we've seen out of both teams. But uh, yeah, so for right now, this is probably gonna be a stay away for me. But I like where your head's at. 
Just getting gross, getting in the mud. Got to do it. <laughs> Got to do it. All right, let's go to the Jets and Patriots. Another really gross game. Jets plus seven and a half currently. Going to New England. New England, obvious off of, off of a very difficult loss in overtime to Dallas. A game in which they kind of controlled, but also gave up 250 more yards. So um, it was it was really weird. The Jets coming off of a bye. Uh, divisional dog plus seven and a half. So I kind of know where I'm leaning. What do you think? I'm going with the Pats. You get another shot at Brady, uh, Brady at uh, Belichick going up against a rookie quarterback. The Jets, yeah, they snuck out a win in London, but this team isn't that good. They have to go to Foxborough, which is going to be or really tough for or Gillette Stadium. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just don't like their performance against the spread. I know that they got a new regime there, but they're two and six against the spread in their last eight meetings against New England. I can't trust them. I'm going New England. That's fair. I'm going to go plus seven and a half. Give me the divisional dog. Uh, oh, nice. I think it's a good spot. I think that the Patriots probably put a lot into last week's game against the Cowboys. They definitely expended a lot of energy. They did. Uh, they did. Um, so, and also they scored a lot of points, which makes me think that maybe the under is a good play here. Uh, under 42. Give me the Jets plus seven and a half. But I do think New England is going to win. Seven and a half to one and a half as a teaser. I don't hate that. I think that's probably a pretty good option. So there's actually a couple little tasty, uh, tasty treats here. A couple tasty uh, bets. So he said half 40. All right, we got a, uh, we got six more games. Let's rattle through them. We have the lions plus 15 against the Rams. Obviously Stafford going up against the lions and Goff going up against his former coach in McVay. What do you think is going to happen here? It's a terrible matchup for the lions. 15 is such a weird number, man. I, I don't know how yeah. they landed on that one, um, which makes me like scared about it. But I'm going to take the over in that game. I, I think that that uh, even though golf, like, I feel like golf's going to have some kind of a revenge narrative to want to toss over uh, McVeigh and, and show up Stafford. But ultimately, Detroit, I don't know that they can stay within 15 points after what the Rams just did to the hapless New York Giants. So I got to expect that 15, they could probably cover that. But I'm going to take the over in that just to just to make sure. Ooh, I like the over 50 and a half. That's a nice one. I'll, I'll bet on that one too. Uh, I'll probably stay away from this game. 15, you're, like you said, it was just such a weird number. So open for the back door. One yeah. where McVay just feels bad for the way that Goff went out. Here, have a last second, <laughs> touch, have a last second touchdown. Enjoy Here, your here's cover. A, here's a blown coverage for you. I'm exactly. on St. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll probably stay away from that one. I don't want any part of a teaser or anything at minus 15. Let's go to uh, your boys, the birds. Heading out to Vegas, plus three uh, against the Raiders, who just came off of a very impressive win despite a tumultuous week uh, in Denver. So what do you got in this one? Man, birds have been getting spanked by the Raiders in their last five, one and four against the spread. But the road team is four and one against the spread in their last five meetings. Give me the birds here. Minus three or, or plus three, I'll take it. I think that this is going to be a, a, a game where you'll finally see the offense start to click, actually convert some red zone, um, some red zone plays. They're going to be facing a good pass rush, but I think that that's Jalen Hurts' strength. He loves playing against the blitz. He's done very well against it. So uh, with how aggressive the Raiders' uh, defensive line is, I think he'll, he'll finally exploit it. Maybe we actually see Miles Sanders get the ball more than one time in the first half. That's going to be their best case. So I'm going to ride with the birds here. This is a classic Titus and gold double down because I'm on the birds too, my Let's friend. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I, the Raiders this year, I, I feel like if you're the underdog, you're winning the game straight up. 
So give me the birds plus three. I think it's a great situation for them. They're coming off of whatever they're coming off of a loss to Tampa Bay. Raiders are riding high. We don't need John Gruden. We're the best just right. as we are. Rich Bisaccia is <laughs> partying in the locker room or whatever. Guess what? The birds are coming into town. That place is going to be rocking. I'm sure there's a lot of Eagles fans in and around the area and that are going to be flying in. I, I think yep. it's all, all about the birds this week. Plus three. Uh, give me that one. That's probably my second best bet of the week. We'll talk about these on Friday. But uh, I, yep. th- I have a feeling this will be in my top five for sure. Uh, we got a, another. We, the next two are just gross numbers. Bears plus 13 and a half and Tampa Bay. What do you got on this one? Yeah, the question is what Justin Fields can actually do. You know, we saw him throw for a career high. What do you throw for 214 yards uh, against the Packers? You got to expect him. He's going to have to come out throwing the ball like every other team has gone against the Tampa Bay secondary. Like they're just toast. Richard Sherman's out. They have nobody left. So it's a question of whether Allen Robinson can actually start to play ball and whether Darnell Mooney can, can find life. And I think Damian Williams should be cleared. Um, he did sit out all last season with COVID or with, you know, opting to play out of the COVID uh, protocols and stuff like that. So he should be back, which should help them. But I don't know. I got to trust the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to just roll all over him because the Chicago defense, while it's been pretty good, you're going to Tampa and I don't know, Brady's not fucking around anymore. So <laughs> I don't see them really being that competitive. Tampa's weird because they, I feel like, I mean, the Miami game outside of that, they have like these two or three series in a row where they just like, okay, here's 17 points, eat this. And then right. And gas then off. Yeah. Yeah. Post, you can't coast it plus 13 and a half. The bears are going to score enough to cover that number. So that scares me a little bit. It's not the best matchup for Tampa Bay's offense. Like Chicago's defense is relatively competent. The yeah, Bears should is. have one of the biggest issue for the Bears is what they want to do is run the ball. Tampa Bay has the best run defense in football. So you're right. Can Fields make plays outside the pocket and throw it down the field to Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney? I don't know if that's going to happen. I feel like Fields is going to get sacked a lot in this game. I feel yeah. like there's a chance that he gets knocked out of this game at some point. It's <laughs> It's a really, really scary situation for him. I'll probably stay away from the 13 and a half. If I had to take a side, I would probably take the Bears just because the number's so big. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't feel good about either side here. So stay away from me. Over under 47. Any feeling there? Ooh, I'm going to go the under on that one. It's already, it opened up at 49. Now it's sitting at 47. I wouldn't be surprised to like more to your narrative. Like if they got up pretty early. You know, a 21 to three, I could see them just kind of coasting and not really uh, pushing the ball down the field and just running them down with Ronald Jones and, and Leonard Fournette. All right. Uh, Houston plus 18 at the Cardinals right now. Like I said earlier, I already bet. I've already bet the Texans at plus 14 and a half. It makes me very sad. If Tyrod's playing, this number is going to go way back down. It's going to go to like 14 or something. So right. I might better. I might better it again at 18 if I see any sort of Tyrod news that's positive. Um, I'm hopeful that he plays. If he's not playing, total stay away. I don't want any part. If he's playing, I will take this number, I think, down to 13 and a half or 13. I think that he makes that much of a difference. And I'm going to keep fading the Cardinals until I win one of these games. So it's got to happen at some point. You'd figure. I don't know. I love your commitment. And uh, <laughs> you know, ha- having to come back from coming to Cleveland back to home, you know, you got to expect that, that Arizona is going to be playing really good after being a really good opponent, a really good opponent, but 17 and a half points, 18 and a half in some books. 
I feel like if if I'm probably stay away from me just because I don't know if I can trust the Texans with Davis Mills uh, to go up against the best team in the NFL right now. They're undefeated for a reason. Their defense is playing outside of its mind. And Kyler, even though he's got hurt, man, D hop, Rondell Moore, doesn't matter. They just got weapons upon weapons. And I think eventually it's going to wear out the, uh, the Texans. So 18 and a half is just a tough number. And I, I, part of me wants to take it, but probably got to wait. This is probably the time to buy right now. Cause if Tyrod plays, it's only going to go down. So yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take it right now. As of Tuesday, I'll take that at 18 and a half. All right, let's do it. Uh, hopefully Tyrod, if you're listening, please, 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 please I need you for, for some money. We need right, you. Uh, yeah, we need you bad. Uh, Colts plus four Sunday night football at the San Francisco 49ers. Total is currently over under 44. Kind of leaning the Colts here, and I definitely love the over 44. That might be one of my best bets of the week. I think this is a Sunday night over, which I usually love betting. So give me that one. For, um, I, I got to see if it's Lance or Garoppolo. I'm not really sure here. But if it's Garoppolo, I feel a little bit more confident in San Francisco. If it's Lance, probably a little bit more towards the Colts. It's a great point. Um, I'm just going to fade Carson Wentz. He's been playing really well. And Jonathan Taylor has been smashing the last uh, couple of weeks. So um, T.Y. Hilton's back, which seemed to be working really well for the, the Colts after losing Paris Campbell, who just can't stay healthy. But I got to lean I, I, off the bye week, man. I, I'm going to trust Kyle Shanahan here. He He's done a whole bunch of BS so far, and I don't know how or who is going to be starting. And it's a mystery to all of us. But at two and three, I got to feel like this is where their get right moment, where they're going to come out and, and play well. You're going to see a little bit more life out of their defense. Hopefully you'll see a little bit more uh, sp- uh, spark out of their offense as well. Um, so I'm going to take the San Francisco here and, and see a little bit of a regression from uh, Indianapolis, who riding high off a really good win. But, uh, you know, traveling to San Francisco, late game, rocking crowd. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take San Francisco. The the angle on San Francisco that I'm interested in is if any team needed a bye week to get healthy, it's San Francisco. <laughs> it's always San Dude. Francisco. Dude, their defense got freaking gouged by freaking injury. So, like, yeah, you're right. This is this is that was a crucial bye week positioning for them. So, if they're look at the injury report, if it seems like a lot of guys are coming back, like obviously you're not going to have Kittle. He's on IR, but if you get Garoppolo right. and you get some of the defensive guys a little bit healthier, I could see this being a smash spot at four. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more that I'm kind of staying away from this one. Uh, okay, we love the over forty four though. All yes. Right. Monday, Monday night football. We have the Saints minus four and a half coming off a of bye at Seattle. The Geno show rolls on after almost beating the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. Sunday night football. Unfortunately, he didn't really uh, get to do much in overtime because the ball came out of his hands. That's what happens with Geno. So what do you think is going to happen Monday night football? Saints minus four and a half. Saints after that bye. And, uh, you know, are we going to get a a Michael Thomas sighting? We don't know yet um, to be determined, but that, that defensive line is just stout. So, you know, Seattle has been really struggling with their running backs. We don't know if Chris Carson's going to suit up, but Alex Collins is already hurt. They're already talking about bringing back Rashad Penny off the pup list. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck for the Seattle Seahawks because it's not the, the uh, New Orleans Saints are definitely a better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers had the had you know they pretty much won off the strength of their defense, not off of Ben Roethlisberger. I think we'll see a more competent Jameis Winston after the bye week, and uh, see the Saints really come out on top here. So I'll take the points 
I'll lay the points with us, the Saints. Yeah, I think this is one of the favorites that I'm heavily considering this week would be the Saints also coming off a bye. They desperately need a win to stay in the playoff race. Yeah. And their schedule is about to get really, really difficult. This seems like a layup win for them. I assume that Sean Payton, I actually love the first half for the Saints more than I do the entire game. I, I like that angle come, too. I think they're going to come out hot that first 15, that game script, maybe even a first quarter, depending on the ball. Uh, I think the Saints come out hot. And I think that Gino's going to really struggle uh against the saints defense they are going to come after him hard so we're both on the saints minus four and a half which is uh interesting both both yeah i mean both on yeah yeah. go i was gonna say real quick uh i mean look what Najee harris did against the seattle 81 81 rushing yards and 67 receiving yards Imagine that being Alvin Kamara. It's it's a wrap. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think Kamara might be in store for 200 total yards yeah. on Monday Night Football. That might be a good angle to bet. Just everything Kamara overs. Mm-hmm. All right. The over-under in that game is actually 43 and a half. I kind of like the over there, too. How about you? That seems pretty modest, actually. Um, considering that we saw Gino put up some points, you know, he's still going to have to throw the ball, and he's still got really nice weapons in DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett. So, yeah, give me the over here. They're going to have to keep pace. All right, we both like the Saints and the over from Monday Night Football. That will do it for Episode 23, Gambling with Gold. We will be back on Friday with all of our Week 7 best bets. Until then, remember the Jerry Judy jersey, Baker Mayfield jersey. Go to TikTok, follow us for more information on that. And DM us with the phrase Rainbow Herbert for your chance to win a Justin Herbert jersey. We will be giving that away on Friday. So until Friday's show, until our Week 7 best bets, Dan, thank you for joining me. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you.